Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello and welcome to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Emmanuel Penklis and joining me on this glorious, glorious Tuesday is Michael Corbin. Michael, how are you? Emmanuel, I am alright. Not the best results on the weekend for my own team and my tipping comp. Uh, Terrible all around. I kind of don't think I understand what's going on in the rugby league landscape quite yet this season. I'm a bit confused at what's happening week in, week out. But I think that's a good thing. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of surprises going on here and there. A lot of teams that I didn't think would be up high winning. Teams that I think should win are losing. You know, I and I know you want to hit the elephant in the room, which is that your team beat my team on the weekend. Uh, no, so, we, we will come to to that in a minute. The, yeah. the game on um, Friday night, but I I do agree with you about not really knowing what's going on in rugby league world at the moment. Um, I was told on the weekend. Well, aren't you embarrassed? Only getting what three out of eight when you have a podcast on rugby league. And yes, I am quite embarrassed. These these results, I think, are a tipster's nightmare. And for people that analyse rugby league, it is probably too much for us to handle. But I love it. I love the competition at the moment. There is so much unpredictability in there. Uh, We've had golden point games. um, So two weeks in a row in Melbourne, the Storm, the juggernauts of um, the NRL for so long have gone down to the wire two weeks in a row in golden point. And they've been always been the benchmark. After three rounds, only one team is undefeated. I think last year it took longer. It took about five or six rounds uh, every team's won one. There's teams up there in the top eight, except for the Tigers. Um, every team has won one. There are teams in the top eight that haven't been there for a while. Uh, teams are looking competitive. I think that's a really, really good thing for the game. Yeah, look, I completely agree. And I think it's one of the first times in a very long time where after three rounds of the competition, there's only one undefeated team. There's only one team that is has yet to scra- uh, scratch the winner's card, which is the Tigers. Panthers are undefeated. You got the Cowboys sitting in second, which I just I I thought that they would be, you know, where the Tigers are. And yeah, there's just apparently they're the last for the opening three rounds, the the smallest margin of victory, average margin of victory over three rounds yep. since the NRL competition started in 1998. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And so, like, that just shows you how close this competition is at the moment. It is, and, you know, there are other things that make you think as well. We've talked about the closeness. The Cowboys had their biggest ever win at Suncorp Stadium yeah. over the weekend, uh, which probably knocks on the head a few of the doubters, including us. It is early days, but for those that thought Brisbane were the big improvement this year, um, it might be a bit of... Um, uh, soul searching after the big defeat on the weekend. They're usually quite close games, regardless of the positions and the relative healthiness of the teams. 
Um, but it was great to have some derbies uh, across the weekend. Let's do it. Let's knock the elephant in the room. Friday night, the two old foes met at ANZ Stadium. True fans went out there. Uh, Non-true fans didn't go out there. Um, Michael's glaring at me. Um, but for those that have not heard, we are in a sort of golden era of the Rabbitohs-Roosters rivalry. Souths have now won four in a row over the Roosters, um, which is the equivalent of being a Roosters fan from about 1994 to 2005 when Souths did not beat the Roosters. Um, good signs for Souths, but Michael, what's going on at the Roosters? Well, we're done. It's, it's over. Phil Rothfield wrote our be true the next day in the papers. Did he really? It's over. Roosters can't beat the top teams anymore. They're they're finished. They can't they can't win the competition. Flat track so what boys, what what, what, am, what am I to dispute the almighty Buzz Rothfield? <laughs> it's over. It's done. Why 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 care about the rest of the season, right? Oh, no, it's know. it's it's round three. Yeah. And that old expression, you yeah. don't win premierships in March. I'm not I'm not overly worried. Well, look, as a South supporter, we play the premierships in March every year against the Roosters. <laughs> exactly. We've won and, the premiership. And, and we've won a game, okay, and we've been in the Roosters this season. I'm I'm done, okay? And, like, <laughs> I'm comfortable. As, as one of our dear friends, Stace Valiano, said to me on Saturday night after the game, yeah. that was our grand final. Yeah. And you could tell. Yeah. South came out, they punched us in the mouth. Straight away, that first tackle, they drove Siwa Takiaho back about six metres, seven metres, with like seven people in the tackle. The moment I knew the game was over was when Daniel Tupo dropped the bomb. Yeah. Doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right? And then there was, you know, the, the quick tap by Joey Manu tried to pass to Tedesco. South pick up the, Cam Murray picks up the ball, try, like, things like that. I was just like, it's not our night, it's over, I don't care, whatever. We're going to lose this game. Souths have more intensity, they care more, they want to win more. And you can say, oh, team, what? you know. Of course, every team wants to win. Souths came out with an intensity the Roosters weren't ready for. They punched him in the mouth. I think it's the exact same situation with the Cowboys. They had a lot more to prove, and they wanted to come out, and they were like, okay, the Broncos are the team that's been hyped up this year. There's not much expectation on, on us. Yeah. We want to come out and prove ourselves. And that's what Souths did. That's what Cowboys did. Yeah. No, it's a fair call. It's a fair call. You are right. South supporters were there in droves. Roosters fans were not. Um, it's too far for us to travel. Well, no. All good Roosters fans don't turn out till September. Yeah. And so every Roosters fan was doing what they do best, attending the Swans. Um, so, <laughs> what about your brother? <laughs> yeah, also at the Swans. <laughs> questions, questions. No, I, look, I can I say, Mike, it was the first Souths game I've been to in a long time. It, yeah. it's a, it was so nice. I can't stand that stadium, and I'm really hoping Souths move back to Moore Park. But it was so nice to go to the football on Friday yeah. night. It was so nice to be there when they won, which because it's a long way to go when your team loses. I've done um, it. It's there still was, fun. <laughs> there was a good atmosphere. There was a lot of spite in it. Every South supporter that dislikes Latrell up until 2019 was cheering, giving him a standing ovation. Um, it, it was it was a good atmosphere. There's it's always tension. There's always drama, um, and always a little bit of spice. And I, I think it's such a good thing for the game that Rabbitohs-Roosters rivalry, and it, it should be getting more people on seats. It should be a Sunday afternoon blockbuster every time. It should be everyone turns up and, and make a real day of it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, look, I, in terms of the Roosters, I raised concerns at the start of the season about that left-side defence of ours. Yeah. Sam Walker, Satili Tupanua, and it was Paul Momorowski this week, not Billy Smith. Sam Walker tries. Yeah. He's not a big body. He tries Colmatungi had his number. 
right? You're just going to run over the top. He, he's going to run. Most forwards are going to run over the top. And Keon's a big, big guy. Yeah. Had a, had a field there with him. Very mobile. And I too. and I yeah I that I think that's that in our goal kicking our two biggest weaknesses this year. It's going to be that side defense and our goal kicking being able to convert on tries because we we've seen before where you know teams who can't convert tries fall in the standings because. You know, you, you could lose a game where yeah. you're winning, you're scoring more drives, but you're not kicking, you're not converting on them. Well, that's pretty much what happened to Souths against Melbourne. Yeah, um, it happens. It, ha- it does it, happen, and it it almost happened to Nico Hines a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, right. They ended okay. up getting over. He scored the last. He ended up converting the last one. But goal kicking is a crucial part in this game. And if you have someone who can hit at a seventy five to eighty percent clip, it's going to really help you. I do think I do think discipline is a bit of a problem for the Roosters. Again, it, 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 it always, always has, has always, always been. has been yeah. even when you won premierships, but particularly so um, when when you've got less experience in your team and you're really relying on sort of more experienced premiership winning players. Um, Jared Maria Hargraves, Angus Crichton giving away penalties. It, it kills your yeah. team, and right. especially now with these new rules, it, a, a team like Souths it really helps because yeah. Souths don't have Reynolds kicking game, yeah. and they really rely on that sort of. Being get able to carried get carried up, yeah. and the you ma- do get carried up. The amount of the amount of time, and it was that was one of the most frustrating things. Is like, oh, here we go, another penalty. Souths yep. get the ball on the forty meter line again. Yeah, exactly. Start a set, and then the high ball going to go up, and you guys have got the talent to be able to get a like, you know, chase them really well. Yeah, and that's where Souths isn't going to be limited. Is, is the high ball right? And it, it, it was frustrating. Angus has started the season poorly. Yeah, no. and there's a reason why he was on the bench. I don't think it's taken to. I don't think he's taken it too well. So I no. wonder what's going to happen there. Yeah. He's on the bench again this week. We'll get into it. Did he renew his contract over the off season, or am I imagining that? Uh there was talks that he isn't going anywhere. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but there is. There was. If he needs push. to be moved, he'll be moved. Um, Cameron Murray, I thought had an exceptional Incredible. game for South. Incredible. Um, just had a scored a try, had a hand in two others. I loved his quick vision in getting the ball out to Alex Johnston after the Tedesco. Um, Tedesco to. Manu Tedesco, uh, Manu, yeah. Manu Tedesco knock on. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was just really creative football. Um, but yeah, a really, really good game for Souths, I think. Roosters um, doesn't get much easier now. You're up against the Cowboys um, going into the hot Cowboys. The hot Cowboys. Heading up to North Queensland. Without a coach. So Yeah, Robbo has COVID. We'll get into all of this a bit later. A bit later. Now, Mike, are you going to sing the Souths theme song for us? Now? Oh, whatever you want. <laughs> well, you got the lyrics for me? Oh, you don't know it off by heart? Why would I know this theme song off by heart? I think you're pardoned. <laughs> the national anthem of rugby league. You don't know How it. How about this? I'll put a recording on the Instagram. All right. That's brilliant. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> sure. There we go. Uh, another big talking point out of the weekend was the Mitch Barnett incident. Yeah. First send-off of the season. Uh, if the, For those who haven't seen it, uh, Chris Smith, I believe, was running through the line. Uh, didn't have the ball. Play was past him, and uh, come uh, Mitch Barnett comes through and checks him with an elbow to the jaw, yeah. knocks him out. Uh, foul play, deserved to send off, and I'm hoping he gets four or five weeks for it. Brain explosion. It's ridiculous. Brain explosion. I, I it, call it you know what it is. Brain explosion. Ridiculous. Everything. I just don't like that um, aspects of the media try and justify it. Uh, it's it's unjustifiable. It, it's like Latrell. 
um, and Manu. It's the same sort of thing. It, it just. It, I think this is worse. It is, it is worse. Because he didn't have the ball and he was never going to get the ball and he was away from the play. He'd gone past him and he's just come through and swung an elbow it, out it, at him. It is worse. It is worse. And I, I just think it, it's just such a stupid part of the game. Um, the coach stuck up for him, which I guess what else you have he meant to, to do. You, you have, have to. to. Um, but, it, you know, up until... You know, I think Newcastle, despite what happened, I think they, they held their nerve pretty well. They they scored 20 points in a team that, for the most part, they only had 12 men. Yeah. So, and against the Panthers team, who are stout defensively. Yeah. So it was, a, it was an impressive effort by them. They rallied well. But look, it, and it might have cost them the game, because it was close before then. Yeah. No, it was It was a stupid, stupid play, and they should throw the book at him. Yeah. Um, another one I want to talk about, St. George but more so about Cronulla, to be honest, because I thought their wet-weather football was exceptional. The talent of that team is great. Um, I think we both had them for top four. Close to. I think I had them six. Yeah. Um, but they're, like, they're showing we, I, signs of I, it. I think, been... we, I think we said that if they were top four, it wouldn't surprise yeah, us. Yeah. I mean, that is just... Um, he Nico Hines has just been absolutely incredible for by, them. By the season. Has to be. Yeah. Has to be. Early days, but, you know, um, we don't know who the Roosters are going to bring in in round 20 um, as by the season. But, no, just a really good performance from them. And Parramatta, uh, to go down to Melbourne, uh, obviously Melbourne had their COVID-affected issues, but to go down to Melbourne, uh, grind out that win, and then uh, Ray Stone has now out for the season after winning that um, scoring that try uh, to win the game for them was it's very bittersweet end oh, of the season. Bit, very bittersweet, um, which is, is just painful. But it, I love that desperation for his club as well. Yeah. And, and like it's his last play; it'll be his last play for the club as well. He is off to the Tol- Dolphins next year. Yeah. So yeah, uh, really, really tough uh, loss for the Parramatta. Ray Stone was a really good utility player off the bench. I yeah, Parramatta have Melbourne's number. We I, yeah. we mentioned it last week. Yeah. They they seem to be able to get over them. I don't know what it is. You know, Melbourne have some troops out. They were missing players, but it must be the belief that they've done it before. Yeah, it must just run with it. Yeah. Um, the other one I think we've got to talk about that got off the mark this week was Manly. So it was a one point win. You Bulldogs, called it. Gutsy called it. You were warned. Yeah, they needed that. You you said you'd prefer they get that gritty one point win yeah. over. A blowout score where yeah. they're a flat track boy. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, it was oh. like last year all over again. Yeah, it's the only thing they need to get them going. Um, and their easy run continues. We'll go through and have a look at I think the next few games as well because we're going to get a better idea of where teams are, are heading over the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, a re- just a really really good round of football. A bit of drama with Barnett, but um, really exciting. Creative games, mostly. Yeah. Back to Melbourne. Apparently, they've lost round three, the last three years in a row. Is that right? Yeah. And Manly's first win of the season has come on, uh, been by one point for the last three seasons. Is that? There's a couple stats here and there for you. Is that right? Yeah. That's so interesting. Twitter helped me out with these ones. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I did not Remember that for these. tipping next year yeah. because of my character. Round three. Round three. <laughs> don't tip Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Where do we... So, we're bringing in something new this week. Yeah. Not yeah. a new host. Not a, no. We haven't changed them yet. No. No. Um, I've tried. Uh, but we are bringing in a trivia question this week, Emmanuel. We are. 
Yeah, and we're going to do a trivia question every week. Yeah. This week, I'm going to supply the trivia question. Yeah. Uh, and what we would love is for you guys, if you have any questions out there that you want us to bring up on the pod, uh, message one of Emmanuel or I, and we will me- and we will ask the other one on the pod. Yeah. And uh, see if they can get it right. Slash, you know, if either of us can get it right. Uh, so this this week's question, Emmanuel, mm-hmm. it's a tough one. Is it? It's a really tough one. Oh dear. So since they've started releasing the Dally endpoints in 2004 and yep. they, they gave you the ladder and like how, how many points each person scored, yeah, who totaled the highest amount of points in that, in that particular year? Hmm. It's a really tough one. Yeah, it would be. Because yeah. you got to... Got to remember Dalian winners too, don't you? Yeah, you got to remember Dalian. Like you know, there's there's names you're gonna hear. Like there's there's a couple of people who have won it a few times, but then there was those spectacular seasons like Jared Hayne and Ben Barber and Todd Carney, where it's a one the one off season where they've gone big. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that one um, with yeah. you. We're not gonna. We're well, not I gonna... would have said Hayne, but I don't think you would have given it away as the first comment. Yeah, I'm. Well, well oh, you know, maybe oh. maybe I'm throwing you a, a curveball. Well, I'll leave that one with you and I'll leave that with everyone else. If you know the answer, message us. Uh, I'd love to hear if people can get this right. Um, uh, yeah, but we're not going to bore you with Emmanuel sitting here thinking about guessing for 20 minutes. No, not at all. <laughs> but why don't we get into our tips? Uh, the, do you want to recap the tipping comp, Emmanuel? Yeah, so the tipping comp's a bit of a train wreck. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So... Two people got seven out of eight this week. Anthony and Mish got seven out of eight. I really don't know how. Uh, and then there were quite a few people got five. And by quite a few, I mean about eight. Uh, a few fours. And then Michael and I are sitting pretty. We got three each this round, and a couple. And um, three people got two for the round. Um, overall, awful. That's Which, terrible. I've dropped from fifth to what eighteenth now. I think I am. It's just terrible. Why? I don't know. Don't know what happened. Not great. Not great. <laughs> first time. First time in about four years that I've gone under fifty percent. I'm fifty percent. I'm not happy. Yeah. Overall, um, Anthony P is in the lead on sixteen, followed by Peter G, Michael J, Tony C, John H, and Gab Fitzpatrick, all on fifteen. And rounding out the top ten are Nick Saturis, Daniel M, Ollie P, and Bridget Gasson. Uh, it was. It was brutal. It was painful, um, and I was just so glad that I tipped against South because I knew I'd have joy either way, um, which was probably the relief. Now, Mike, it doesn't get much easier, though, does it? No, it's, this week's actually quite tough as well. So let's get into it. Um, Thursday night, who we got? Thursday night, two unusual teams for a Thursday night. We've got the Titans hosting the Tigers on the Gold Coast. Um, for the Titans, Jermaine Asako plays his first game for the club at fullback, replacing the injured Jaden Campbell, while Corey Thompson returns from a hand injury in place of Philip Sammy. And for the Tigers, James Roberts, Mamalo, and um, Tuolangi all return. Garner and Saforth drop to the bench. Toa and Simpkin drop to the reserves. And Zane Musgrove switches to starting prop for Itoi Kamanu. Um, yeah. Can I just say, I watched that Warriors-Tigers game. Yeah. And the Tigers, their their management of... I think there was, it was 11 on 13 at one point. It might have been 12 on 13. I can't remember. Either way, 
They had the ball. It was late in the game. They had the ball with about five minutes left on the Warriors goal line. Warriors were down a man or two. I can't quite remember. And the way they handled that possession yeah. was atrocious for a rugby league team. It looked like a a school team. It, the, their lack of composure, leadership, everything. It was terrible, Emmanuel. Absolutely terrible. And I... I can't tip them. I, I've watched this team play three weeks in a row intently, and they have been awful. Absolutely awful. I'm tipping the Titans. I can't believe what I watched. It was one of the worst games of football I've watched in a long time, watching those two teams go at it. I, yeah. I, I don't know. They, they have to win a game at one point, surely. Their next five games are the Titans, the Sharks, Parramatta, Souths, and St. George. If it's not this week, it's not going to be any of the other weeks. Maybe Saints. That's around eight. It's a long way away. It is. Oh, well, they they usually turn up against South, so I'm not going to comment there. But, um, <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, I, look, I, I, from watching this team, they look lost. They have no direction. Their attack's terrible, and I'm just I'm very worried. So Tigers? No, Titans. 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 Okay. Although Friday- they... Although they Blew a ginormous lead on the weekend. Yeah. What's that about? 22-0 and they lost. Which, you know, we've seen them do before. Yeah. Uh, Sharks Knights, Friday night, the early game at um, Points Bet Stadium in the Shire. Cronulla, impressive last week, as we said. Newcastle will be looking to bounce back after being down to 12, but still putting in a gutsy performance. Talakai moves from the second row to the centre to replace Connor Tracy. Wilton returns from suspension, and Aidan Tolman will play his 300th NRL game. For the Knights, Ponga has again been named to return from a knee injury. Brody Jones is the replacement for Barnett, who's at the judiciary right now. And um, a change on the bench with Suaso Su replacing um, Matt Croker. Aiden Tolman will be the only 300-game player in the NRL after this, after this week. Is that right? There's no, there's no one else. Jeez. Yeah, didn't think that. I didn't even think... <laughs> that Were there any 300 game players like were there any players last year that played their 300th I don't can't remember I can't recall one I can't recall one either uh, and I'm trying to think who retired last year and I don't yeah. know um, I, the Sharks look too good and you know Pong has been named the last two weeks and has been ruled out I don't know how bad this injury is that he has it's, it's a bit worrying it's a bit concerning uh, but Knights have looked good even despite him not being there but the, tie, the Sharks at home, Nico Hines in form. I think they're... And it's Nico Hines' form has really helped Matt Moylan. Really, really helped Matt Moylan. Uh, Cam McInnes is getting more and more minutes each week and is looking better and better. And, yeah, I, we'll see about Ram. I think Ramian... I don't know if Ramian's going to get off, though. I, he might not be cleared to play because of that high shot that he did that sent him to the bin. Yeah. Um, I think we'll know about that tonight, the judiciary tonight. Um, so, I look, I'm, I'm tipping the Sharks. I think it'll be a close game, though. I think it'll be a really good game. Yeah, it could be a golden point performance here. Yeah. Um, because it's Newcastle are a different opposition to the Dragons. Um, and I think Newcastle will come out a bit fired up after last mm-hmm. week as well. The, that Friday night game is going to be an early Friday night game. It's going to be windy down there. That's that stadium can if, if it's if it's anything like the Sydney weather has been the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's that it's going to be painful to yeah. play down there. And kicks, 
are going to be your kicking game needs to be on. It's going to be a good test for the fullbacks. Definitely. Um, okay, Friday night, Panthers host the Rabbitohs in the grand final rematch. Um, it's been two days less than six months, and some of us have not recovered. Um, so a massive in for Penrith with Cleary ready to return after his off-season shoulder surgery. His last game was the grand final. The other change to the team that beat Newcastle last week is Sorensen is in the starting 17th for Chris Smith, who failed his HIA after Mitch Barnett hit him. And Lindsay Smith comes on to the bench for Souths. Um, Dimitriou has named an unchanged 17. And Blake Taff, I've noticed, is in the reserve. So um, he, I reckon he'll keep the same team, but might start giving Taff game time in the next couple of weeks. We'll see if Taff... I think Taff could be the player who comes on and plays... Takes a Havili role or that fourteen role. We'll see. Uh, is there any? Is there any Liam Martins or James Fisher Harris is down in the reserves there for are, Melbourne? They're all there uh, for Panthers. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's Christian a, Crichton, Fisher Harris, Liam Martin, Robert Jennings. It's a strong side. Yeah. So that that Fisher Harris and Liam Martin are the two names that I'm intrigued by. If they can come back, begins for the Panthers. Yeah. Um, but sticking with my rule, not tipping against the Panthers. Yeah. No. So I'm, I'm tipping Penrith. A back it, especially there. Yeah. Um, and in a game like this, they'll be fired up. Should be a really good game, though. And Latrell, there was a point in the game where Latrell signaled to Alex Johnson, I'm going to go on the wing for a bit just to catch my breath. Yeah. He's still working up his game fitness. Yeah. Um, every game, he's going to get better and better. But he it took it out of him on the weekend. And this is going to be a really physical game as well. So let's see you know, if he has the, the stamina to last. Yeah, and I think Cleary will only play with the protection in front of him of those forwards. So, because you just think they just need to to protect that shoulder a bit. It's going to take him a little. I while think I think in. I think he's all right, and I think he could have played last week if they really wanted to rush him. They could have. I think I think he's good. I think they've given him the time, and he's been for all reports he's at training, full contact, everything, and there's been no issues. Um, okay, Saturday afternoon, the Warriors host the Broncos in Redcliffe. Sean Johnson's been named on the extended bench. Saw that. Um, nearing a return from a peck injury in round one. That has to be the fastest peck I, well, It wasn't a full tear, so it was it was just a strain, I think. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Murchie's been promoted to the 17 and Sirenin's ruled out. Katoa is named to play despite suffering an eye injury against the Tigers. For the Broncos, Capewell's battling a calf and has been listed amongst the reserve. Flegler returns from suspension on the bench. While Ricky has been named despite suffering rib cartilage damage against the Cowboys. Ryan James has been promoted to the starting side. Rabadi returns on the bench after his delayed exclusion last week to gain more game time uh, in the Queensland Cup. And Corey Jensen drops to the reserves. The Broncos had a bit of a wake-up call last week. I just thought their attitude was lackluster. Two Adam Reynolds mistakes in the space of five minutes didn't help. Kicked it out on the full in general play. Then kicked it, drop out out on the full as well. In all great, yeah, two bad mistakes from Adam Reynolds. Yeah. Not not things that you see from him. No. To be to be fair to the Broncos, a lot of the Cowboys tries were off kicks. Uh, so you know the, some the bounce of the ball and you know how you get up in the air. It it what there weren't like huge set pieces that got the Cowboys over. There was you know a lot uh, there was a lot of luck to it. Yeah. Um, I think the Broncos get up in this one, especially if Sean Johnson doesn't play. If Sean Johnson plays, I think it's a closer game because the Warriors are playing like with a chicken without a head on the on the weekend. They they would they weren't much better than the Tigers, yeah. to be honest. Um, 
I think the Broncos still have more skill. Going to be interesting to see what happens with Payne Haas over the next coming weeks because he has asked to be a million dollar man. So this year he's getting paid $709,000. I think it goes up to $749,000 next year and eight forty dollars the year after or something like that. And he wants them to be increased to a million dollars a season, uh, which is what his market value would be if he was to go out and find another club. Whether who who would pay him a million dollars? The market tight. sets it. Who pays the million? Which club? Uh, the Tigers, the Dolphins. Um, a I million. A mil- yep. A million. Yep, they would. What? In a heartbeat. He hasn't won a premiership. Doesn't matter. And he's and look, I don't agree with it because I don't think that a forward is going to be a player that can you know put you over the line from being a contender to a premiership winning team. Yeah. I think that's your halves. Your, it's normally your spine. I think they're the only players who should probably be getting a million dollars, but someone will do it. Look, Andrew Favetti got $1.3 million from the Titans. Someone will pay it. David. David. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Yeah, Bron- Broncos for me. Um, but if the Titans had Haas and David Fafita, they'd really struggle to field the team. Um, okay. <laughs> I agree. Saturday, 5.30 at Mudgee. Good game, this one. Manly host Canberra. So Manley's named an unchanged 17 for the trip. LOAA has served his suspension is listed in the reserves. For the Raiders, Kotrick is expected to return from the quad injury that has seen him sidelined for the past two weeks. In the only change to the 17 that produced a stunning comeback against, um, against the Titans. Now, Canberra's next five. Canberra currently seventh. The next five are Manly, Storm, Cowboys. Storm and Cowboys, they're both in Canberra. Penrith and then the Roosters. Manly's are Canberra, Newcastle, Titans, Cronulla, and then Souths. So Manly are currently in 15th on minus 35. And Canberra currently 7th on minus 13, but with two wins. So it'd be interesting. I think this is a pretty crucial game for both teams. I think so as well. Um, Brad Schneider really helps the Raiders his direction at half was a lot better than Matt Frawley's, which is weird considering he's a rookie. I don't know if you have seen him goal kick, Emmanuel. No. But he he gives you this... He, he looks down at the ball, turns turns his head a little bit, and he gives you this smile where it's like, I'm about to destroy you smile. Mm. It, it, it's, it's incredible, it's brilliant, and he's a great goal kicker. And I'd, I'd love the confidence on this kid. I think he's really, really good. That being said, I'm tipping Manly. Okay. Yeah. Did I you think... see the smiles on the Trubojevic faces? It's I did. amazing Jake, what winning does. Jake the relief. Looked, the relief. Yeah, Jack looked relieved. Jake looked relieved. Um, yeah, that was we, we said that was the win that Manly needed, and I think it's going to help him. Um, yeah, just better sign from Manly. They eked out a win. Daly Cherry Evans, like I said, best field goal kicker in the NRL. Doesn't not, none of them look pretty. Very rarely hits them cleanly, but they all seem to go over. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm tipping Manly. I think that, I think they've Just got. Clutch play. I think they've got what it takes to beat Canberra, especially out in Mudgee. Yeah. Okay. And then the big game Saturday night, the Cowboys' preferred time slot, seven thirty-five. They host the Roosters at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Uh, Todd Payton has named the same 17 that took care of Brisbane and Cohen has listed in the 17 despite suffering a shoulder injury. 
For the Roosters, uh, one change with Saluka Fafita coming on the bench in the place of Fletcher Baker. Robbo will miss the trip to Townsville after testing positive to COVID. What was that laugh for? Saluka Fafita. <laughs> because he's the one that punched what's in the back of the head, wasn't he? Yes. Yes. yes I just was. Every time I think yeah. of that, yes. it's like the yes. shock of... Did he punch Arrow? I think so. Yeah, the shock of getting caught. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he... Apparently, he's been playing really well in the New South Wales Cup. I, it's not like I'm watching, but... Uh, yeah, so... Roosters are bounced back, I'm hoping, in this one. They Confident? Have a, uh, a little bit. We have had the Cowboys number a bit, I think, recently. Uh, so, yeah, I'm tipping, tipping Roosters. Not having Robbo, I think there's enough systems in place where it won't matter too much. Yeah, might uh, help. Oh, wow. That's a hot take. Jeez, um, I'm going to ignore that one. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Roosters will bounce back in this one. And, you know, Cowboys haven't had the hardest run. Broncos, yeah. Canberra, Dogs. Not teams that we thought would be in the top eight at the start of a season. Yeah. Uh, who knows, maybe we're wrong. But I think this is their first real test. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, okay, Sunday afternoon, 4pm, the Storm hosts the Bulldogs at Amy Park. Uh, Xavier Coates and uh, Michael's boyfriend, Harry Grant, are back. Brandon Smith reverts to the bench, and Nick Meaney and Chris Lewis drop to the reserves. Uh, Nick Meaney missing out on the game against his old club. Um, For the Dogs, they've lost Jack Hetherington for the season, I think, with a shoulder injury. Yeah, five to, I think it was five months. Yeah. Big blow there, but probably good for the penalty count. Corey Waddell is officially in the run on side this week, and Luke Thompson's a prop. Sia Manafagai returns on the bench, and Max King has been named despite going off last week to manage an early niggle. That's why he didn't come back on. Really big fan of Max King. Yeah, he's a fantastic player. Good player. Uh, But I'm not tipping against Melbourne. They're going to bounce back against the Dogs. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Smith. Back. That's two tight games for the Storm, though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And look, I don't, I, we didn't think that that would be as good this year, but yeah. this is the first time that they've got their big big guns in. Yeah. Brandon Smith, Harry Grant, both halves, and Pappenhausen all playing for the first time this season, I think. Yeah. Uh, so that's a big plus for them. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they use the Brandon Smith-Harry Grant rotation. Yeah, you know, where where Brandon slots in, he's coming off the bench. But you know, will he start at thirteen? Will he spell Harry at nine? That's they they're the things that I'm watching for. Yeah, um, they're going to be too good for the Bulldogs. So yeah, I think so. I think Munster's been quite good this year. Uh, Jerome Hughes is one of the best halves in the game, and yeah, I just think you know Parramatta are a really good side, and I think that Bulldogs not so good. No, yeah, I mean, Parramatta are heavyweight this year, so. Uh, and speaking of, Sunday night, they play always a good game against St. George. This one's at Combank Stadium. Uh, Madison's back from a hamstring injury and joins the bench, along with Bryce Cartwright to replace Grieg and the injured Ray Stone. Um, Fear Guy replaced the injured Cody Ramsey on the wing, and Gazevsky starts in the back row for the suspended sewer. And Aaron Woods returns from a hamstring strain on the interchange bench. Uh, I would say Parramatta, but this game usually, usually gets a bit um, gets a bit surprising. Well, I tell you what, Dragons have one thing in their favour this week. No Jaden Sewell means they might get through a full game with thirteen players and yeah. not have someone <laughs> sitting on the bench for ten minutes. 
Uh, but Jack Kaczewski's not a great player, not great defensively, in my mind. Um, I'm tipping Parramatta. I, I think they're the better team. I think that Ben Hunt is doing everything that he can for this team, but there's massive weaknesses for the Dragons. And, you know, they they got blown out a bit by the by the much better Sharks. And Dragons fans were, they were feeling themselves a little bit. You know, they had a good round one win and they were really competitive against the Penrith side. And they're like, oh, we got this. Everyone's buying their grand final tickets and go on Gumtree this morning and a lot of them are sitting there. So... Jeez, is Michael telling the story of Dragons fans or Roosters fans after the first three weeks? <laughs> Please. Uh, now, just a reminder, yeah. last year, Parramatta, 4-0. and yeah. Round 5, St. George, yeah. upset. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It produces surprises. Okay. I'm, I'm sticking with... I'm not tipping a surprise win by the Dragons. I think Parramatta are too good. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've really we've been dis- ticking, we've dis- been tipping expected wins all year and look dis- where we yeah. are in the line. And despite what happened in the late stages of that game against Melbourne, I thought Dylan Brown has looked really good this year. Yeah, uh, got a bit, you know, tried to be a bit of a hero, uh, and that that can happen. Young player want to take over the game, made an error, didn't end up costing them, which is good. Uh, they still end up getting the win, but yeah, I, I've really liked what he's done, and. Impressed, impressed by Parramatta. Early days, I would love a Parramatta Cronulla Grand Final. It'd be an interesting game. It would be a very really good game. Really interesting game, yeah. Um, okay, that's it, round four. We're done. Let's run through your tips. Yep. So, Michael, you tipped the Gold Coast over the Tigers, Cronulla over Newcastle, Penrith over Souths, the um, Broncos to win at Redcliffe, Manly to beat Canberra in Mudgee. The Roosters to win in Townsville. Storm over the Dogs and Parramatta over St. George. Uh, any other year, I'd probably say you're on a short thing. But in 2022, who knows what will be served up. Yeah, I've, look, I'm, I have no idea if I'm going to get any of these right or any of them wrong. Who knows? Could get 8 out of 8, could get 0 out of 8. Uh, another thing is uh, women's semi-finals this week. Yep. Uh, Roosters got very lucky. I think they only won two games and managed to scrape through. Yeah. Uh, that game against the Dragons. The Dragons are an exceptional team. They're so, how good are Despite they? Yeah. the fact that they have not converted a goal all season, Emmanuel. Is that right? They haven't got a. They can't goal kick. They don't need to. They don't need to because they're just outscoring teams. They are. They're Um, they're really, really good. Very impressive. Yeah. So I think on... Where are we? We got the first game, which is at 12pm on Sunday, is Dragons versus Titans. And then 145 on Sunday is Broncos versus Roosters. Uh, So both Sunday games should be really good. Where are they? Uh, One is at... Where are we? Leichhardt Oval. So yep. Dragons is at Leichhardt Oval. And oh they're both at Leichhardt Oval. There you go. It's a shame that the Dragons para game isn't at four. And then you could have had a triple header there. But anyway. Um never mind. Yeah, women's are they're so good. That Dragons team is incredible. They're so quick. Yeah. Very athletic. So um, that that tackle by I think it was Barry down the side taking Jess Surges out yeah. like at the very in, in the first half. Yeah. In one of the best try saving tackles I've ever seen. Yeah. Scott Sapper like. Yeah, pretty much. Like it was. It, it was yeah. fa- it was. It was really good. Insane. It was fantastic. So yeah, really good football. Um, 
The thing I, I really like about watching the women's is there's no wrestle. I mean, there's no. less wrestle in the men's, but there's no wrestle in it. And yeah. it's a lot of legs tackling, yeah. uh, which I, I think just makes for a better game. Yep, agreed. Uh, I hate to say it, but I think Dragon's got this comp in the bag. I think they so. Look, they look I exceptional. So. Uh, Despite the Roosters recruitment. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it, Emmanuel. I think we're done. We are done. Um, well done. If you are, if you have an answer to the trivia question, let us know. Reach out to us. If you have a trivia question for us, that'd be great. As always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, it's the best way to support us and you can reach us by our socials. Yeah. Got anything else to add? Yeah. Please, someone help me do better in tipping. <laughs> uh, to Alex Katsaros, no Dragons fans do not get a extra point for tipping against you, uh, having to tip the Dragons every week. Uh, that's not happening. It's not how tipping comps work. No, sorry. Your team shit, you have to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's it. All right. We're done. Go the Rabbitohs. How... Glory, glory. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're done. All right. How oh, good is Rugby League, Emmanuel? <laughs> <laughs>